Yes, it is a Friday. You know where we are. You know what we're doing. We're here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. We're here every Friday. Love being out here. Riverwind, the best casino experience in the metro area. They are the very best. Nearly 3,000 electronic gaming machines now. Newly revamped, redesigned gaming floor. More machines, more areas for you to go enjoy yourself, like uh, the Oasis Gaming Area. If you want a smoke-free portion of the gaming area, the Oasis Gaming Area is for you. They have a Skyloft Gaming Area now, nearly 3,000 electronic games. They have all your favorite table games here as well. Big-time, world-class poker room, off-track betting, the best promotions. Tonight is uh, the drawing again for the 80K Leap into love promotion. Get out here and claim your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play. Tomorrow night, the first random hot seat drawings in the 60K Cupid's Mad Dash. Be here tomorrow night. They're going to be having random hot seat drawings beginning at 6 p.m. Every half hour, they're drawing out three winners. So six per hour. Then two grand prize winners coming up just before midnight, the 60K Cupid's Mad Dash promotion. We've got shows on the way. We've already had some great shows. It was so cool when the uh, Showplace Theater finally came back. We have next up on the Showplace Theater stage, Scotty McCreary, coming up uh, two weeks from tonight in March. Comedy is on the bill. Jay Leno, Friday, March 15th. Jim Gaffigan, Saturday, March 23rd. In April, the singing cowboy from Yellowstone, Ryan Bingham, April 19th on a Friday night, Kip Moore. Also in April and May, Chelsea Handler. That new show was announced uh, within the last week or so. And Brantley Gilbert also coming Friday, May 10th. Now, the Riverwind uh, Twitter account tweeted out not long ago, within the last half hour, a big announcement is coming on Monday. A big announcement is coming on Monday, so uh, will it be another big show? Will it be something else? So we'll find out what's happening again on Monday, April 12th. Parker Thune back in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios on this Friday, getting you ready for the weekend. How we doing? I'm doing great, Steely. I went to the gym this morning. My body feels alive and vibrant. I went on the Stairmaster, not for an hour like I'm sure Jerry Schmidt would prefer, but... I did spend time on the Stairmaster this morning, so I'm feeling great. There you go. There you go. Uh, we've got a lot of things happening this weekend. We have Bedlam basketball coming up tomorrow night, 6 o'clock at the LNC. Toby Keith Appreciation Night, celebrating the amazing life of Toby Keith. Great country musician, one of the best we've had in the last 25 years, Hall of Famer. Big-time Sooner fanatic and donor, beloved by, you know, Sooners and Cowboys alike. And there'll be a sing-along tomorrow. There'll be red solo cups at the concession stands. Toby Keith's music blaring at the breaks before and after the game. It's going to be a celebration tomorrow night. So get on out for some Bedlam basketball. Cowboys and the Sooners tomorrow night. You have the OU women playing at Iowa State. They've won seven in a row. they won ten of their last 11 Ginny Baranchek and company, since that loss to Southern, have been tearing it up, and uh, the Sooner women up to number 24 in the country. We'll see if they can make it eight straight with a win tomorrow night in Ames. Thunder and the Mavericks tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock. Oklahoma City now number three in the West. 
Dallas is currently in the eighth spot. Gordon Hayward acquired by Oklahoma City on trade deadline day yesterday. When will he be ready to play? He's had some injury issues, uh, but Sam Presti usually knows what he's doing. You hear some people saying it may even be immediately. We'll have to wait and see, but the Thunder and the Mavs coming up tomorrow at 2 o'clock. They're back home Sunday for Sacramento uh, in another 2 o'clock tip there, and then Tuesday night at Orlando in a TNT game at 6.30, and then it's off to the All-Star break and off to the All-Star game for SGA and, you know, for Chet Holmgren and for J-Dub and for Cason Wallace uh, in the Rising Stars, uh, the All-Star festivities in Indy. We also have Sooner Women's Softball starting out 2-0, run rule victory over Utah yesterday, home runs from uh, uh, Cassidy Pickering, the freshman. You had uh, Lisa Brito and Kenzie Hansen going back-to-back, solid pitching from Nicole May. And then you had Oklahoma in a top-10 matchup against Duke, blanking the Blue Devils 3-zip. Kelly Maxwell pitched well in her first start in Crimson and Cream. And they play Washington tonight at 8.30. Washington, by the way, beats Nebraska, number 17 Nebraska. Jordy Ball started the game, went two and a third innings, got a foot injury. Uh, Don't really know the severity of it yet, but uh, Nebraska was run-ruled by Washington, so the Sooners in Washington tonight at 8.30. You can hear that matchup on 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, and on the KREF app tonight, and tomorrow's game at 1 o'clock against Long Beach State. We have women's gymnastics tonight, also at the LNC. They're having a Taylor Swift night. BYU, Utah State, Texas Women's University, 645 at the LNC for K.J. Kindler and company. Joe Flacco, Parker, comeback player of the year. Ridiculous. One guy literally came back from the dead, and in many ways, it wasn't that extreme for Baker Mayfield, but I would have had an easier time. No doubt in my mind that on stats in the season, Baker Mayfield should be your winner. It was, you know, pretty cool story, Joe Flacco coming back, but he also had some disastrous things happen as well. I don't know what, uh, they must have had a bunch of Clevelanders on that committee or something because the Browns were winning everything. But if DeMar Hamlin would have won, you're like, yeah, you know, God, that is a pretty big story, a guy who is clinically gone and came back to play this year. But in terms of stats in the most productive season, it was clearly Baker Mayfield. What in the wide, wide world of sports were they thinking? I just... and Baker was third, by the way, of course, in the voting. I just can't make that make sense, Steely. I can't rationalize it. I would love to explain. I would love to hear. I would love to know from someone that voted Joe Flacco over DeMar Hamlin and Baker Mayfield for NFL Comeback Player of the Year. I would love to know why. I would love to hear why. I wish we had the names of those individuals so that we could invite them onto the show and get the explanation. Because Joe Flacco took over as the quarterback of of a team that already had a winning record when he ascended. And... Really, all he did was simply not suck. Like, he didn't play great. All he did was keep the wheels on the bus and -hmm. keep Cleveland in the hunt for a playoff berth. Ultimately, they got one. Okay, that's great. Awesome. Good for Cleveland. Baker Mayfield got traded for pennies last year by the organization that drafted him and then got released midseason. This offseason, he signed a one-year contract with the Buccaneers 
He wasn't even expected to be the unquestioned starter, right? It was a competition between him and Kyle Trask for that job. So the Bucks even they weren't even bringing him in with the expectation that he was their surefire guy. And not only did he become their surefire guy, Steely, he went to the freaking Pro Bowl. He took a team that was expected before the season to have a top five draft pick by many pundits. He took that team to the NFC playoffs and right to the doorstep of a berth in the conference championship game. If it wasn't DeMar Hamlin, it was Baker Mayfield. All day, every day. And somehow Joe Flacco is the one who walks away with this award. I can't make it make sense. Yeah, I'm with you. And, uh, you know, he did all this on the heels of the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, you know, finally calling it a career, and Baker Mayfield comes in and did uh, did what he did, which was very, very impressive. He, uh, you know, free agent, he's going to get a deal. You may have seen the uh, clip where he was in uh, on a studio show, and I guess he was talking to Steve Young, and he's like, yeah, we're already talking about it. We're talking about who we're bringing back. And uh, it would be a shock if the Bucks don't bring him back, but we'll see what, what he could command maybe on the free agent market. But, again, that's my deal, too. DeMar Hamlin, I can accept that. Not that Joe Flacco was, you know, as one out of ten on the uh, cool story scale, but it certainly wasn't, you know, at least the, the eight, five, or nine that Baker's uh, year was for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, you know, I, I did see some people last night, didn't he already win comeback player of the year? And there's a picture with that. He did win comeback player of the year from the NFL on Fox. But, and these people are tweeting him like, yeah, look at the picture. It says NFL on Fox. That is not the shield of the NFL. It says NFL on Fox. But uh, anyway, it, just a just a crazy deal. But the bottom line is Baker is in a much better spot than where he was a year ago. When, uh, you know, even in some of these interviews, he admitted that, yeah, he lost some confidence. He was trying to get it back. And I think uh, when he went out and uh, had that stint with the Rams, that helped. And, uh, you know, in a much more stable organization uh, with Tampa Bay, he was able to flourish and play some pretty darn good football this year for Tampa Bay. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, We've got some audio today that I want to work in. Uh, Congratulations to the T-Row in the Morning Show, our man Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry celebrating 20 years today. They had a great show out at Neighborhood Jam on Main Street in Norman. A cavalcade of guests, including my uncle, will play that back for you. Uh, you know, they had Joe C. out there. They had Porter out there. They had Skip Johnson. They had Mark Williams. John Holcomb came on on the phone line. Sherry Cole. Uh, Lon Kruger made an appearance. Really? Uh, yeah, Lon Kruger from Vegas was on the phone. It was really great. Drake and uh, everybody who put that together because they, they wanted to surprise uh, Toby and TJ with the guests that were coming on, and uh, the Drake did a great job, man, and uh, everybody else who was involved in that. It, it was really good radio, and we're going to play some of that back. They had a dude, I, I can't reveal who he is, but who did a Lou Holtz impression who called into, who was really good. So we've got some of that audio. We've got the dumbass clip of the week. We're going to hear in the next segment from Porter Moser on Bedlam coming up. Uh, we've got somebody raving about the uh, Thunder, what they did at the trade deadline. So we've got a lot of stuff to get to today. And it's always a privilege to be out here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. We'll work in as many texts as we can. 
405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line as well. Uh, but we've got a lot of stuff to get to today. So let's get to an early break. When we come back, we will hear from Porter Moser on the Bedlam matchup with the Cowboys and a celebration of the life of the legendary Toby Keith tomorrow night as well during the game at the Lloyd Noble Center. More on that. We'll also get to your text as well, as many as we can. Stay with us. It's Friday. We're ready to weekend right here on The Ref. We are back. It is a Friday here at Riverwind. And as always, they've got great promotions happening all the time at Riverwind. And uh, we also are very excited about any promotion here. But uh, the weekends, again, are special. Come on out and enjoy steak night at the River Buffet. Uh, They have a great steak night tonight, a seafood night on Saturdays, brunch on Sundays that gets great reviews as well. We have the uh, drawings tonight happening in the 80K Leap Into Love promotions. And, uh, again, come on out here, claim your share of 80K in cash and bonus play tomorrow night. Uh, they've got two random hot seat drawings nights in February. The first in the 60K Cupid's Mad Dash is happening tomorrow night, beginning at 6 o'clock, running to 11.30. They'll have uh, three winners' names announced every 30 minutes, so six an hour, and then a grand prize winner coming up uh, just before midnight. So get on out here also on Saturday for the 60K Cupid's Mad Dash and you could win a share of $60,000 in cash and bonus play here at the metro area's best casino experience, and that is the one and only Riverwind Casino. All right, so tomorrow night, Parker Thune, it's going to be Bedlam basketball, and the Sooners uh, just had a really impressive win over BYU to get back to 5-5 five and five in the league. And, uh, you know, we've talked about Oklahoma needing to get to eight. Maybe, maybe seven would do it out of the Big 12 since it's so good. But you want to try and get to eight, you need to beat Oklahoma State at home. I mean, you've got to beat Oklahoma State at home. It's going to be a Toby Keith celebration night tomorrow night, too. All concession stands will have the red solo cups. There will be sing-alongs, Toby's music. I love what Josie and everybody did, you know, with the tribute, with the guitar and the OU hat and the red solo cup there. Uh, in Toby's seat the other night against BYU. So this is a big one tomorrow night for Porter and company to hold serve at home, take down the Cowboys, and get their sixth win in the Big 12. On uh, with Tiro and uh, TJ this morning, Porter said, yep, the Sooners, you know, they know what's going on. They look at bracketology and all that stuff. He said, you know, we're very aware of where we are and what we need to do. Like, we know that that BYU game was a great win. We know that these wins are, yeah. you know, we got to stack wins. And, uh, you know, so you know that um, going into it. So you don't talk about our guys. We talk about our guys about these are great wins. These are opportunities. Like, when we lost to Central Florida, you know, we were coming back and said, you guys, you can't get too low. We didn't play well. Why? Why didn't we play well? We watched the film. We did that. But then you got to come back. You're like, now we got to prep for BYU. We, we, we got back late Saturday. We had Sunday. We had to turn the page. You know, we had to play Tuesday, and those were great opportunities, and the guys responded and, and for that. But you, you do understand, and this year more than ever, there is a huge pool of teams, yeah. not only in the Big 12, but in the country, that are still knowing that they got to stack some wins. And you're facing most of them night in and night know, out in this conference. They better so. take 10. Yeah. They just better take 10. Because I'm looking at some of these other teams, and I was that team. 
I was that team at Loyola. Right. And they didn't give me any mercy. They didn't give me saying, you know, they, the, right. they didn't give me any mercy. We had to go win our conference tournament. And I'm looking at it going, you, you don't have what we have night in and night out in the Big 12. Right. And so they better take 10. Porter Moser on this morning, and here is what the Sooner head coach had to say about tomorrow night's opponent, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. I think they're really good. I know their record is not what they wanted to be, but, like, I've watched them, and, I mean, they took Baylor to overtime. They were up 16 on TCU and lost. They, they beat West Virginia, um, beat Kansas State, and I thought even though the score didn't indicate it to Houston, when you watch that game, they went right at Houston, and uh, just got a, a ton of respect for them. And, and uh, we know we know you can throw the records out in this game, and they're going to come in and uh, really, really fired up. But I really like their guards, and yeah. I think they got the premier big man in our league, the freshman, uh, you know, Brandon Garrison. There you go. Yeah, Garrison, the freshman center out of Dell City High School, All American. He mentioned Javon Small, the guard for the Cowboys, leading Oklahoma State. Uh, a little over 14 points a game, about five assists per game. You know the Cowboys are going to play hard. It is Bedlam, after all. But you know what's going to be a really interesting uh, night tomorrow, Parker? Because, you know, it's going to be a celebration for Toby Keith. And, look, there will be some Bedlam animosity in that arena. That's just part of the deal. But you know who else loves Toby Keith? Oklahoma State fans. We've all seen the video of Toby Keith and the King at Eskimo Joe's. Should have been a Cowboy sing-along. We saw them meander over to Georgia's stables in Stillwater after that, and Toby Keith's there singing karaoke. So it's really going to be kind of a, uh, I don't know, an interesting uh, feel inside the arena, I think, tomorrow night. It ought to be, no doubt, and this is a game that Oklahoma, for so many reasons, needs to win. Right? Talk about honoring Toby Keith's memory, but also staying afloat in the Big 12 and not just staying afloat, but kind of emphasizing, you know, to the national poll voters and the pundits that cover college basketball, hey, yeah, we've been through the ringer at times in the Big 12, but we're still, no question, a tournament team. And the way you show that to those people is by winning the games that you ought to win. And Oklahoma ought to win against Oklahoma State. Now, I, I don't think Oklahoma has had an inexcusable loss in terms of the opponent thus far this season. They have certainly had inexcusable losses in terms of their level of play, right? But you don't really look at any of the losses in the loss column for Oklahoma thus far this season and go, I just can't fathom how Oklahoma lost to that team. If you lost to the Pokes tomorrow, Steely, that no doubt would fall into that category, where at the end of the season you would certainly look at that game and go, Goodness gracious, how did OU lose that game to that team? So I think part of cementing a tournament resume this time of year is taking care of business where you ought to take care of business. Oklahoma State is a team that the Sooners should beat. And if they do tomorrow, again, as we talked about back on Wednesday after the Sooners knocked off BYU in the LNC, if they win tomorrow, they're right back in the AP poll top 25 on Monday. Yeah, no doubt, and uh, we've talked about the remaining schedule, and uh, you've got home games, but two of those are against Kansas and Houston. And could the Sooners beat both those teams? Yeah, they'd, they'd have to play really well. A split would probably be good for Oklahoma, but let's say you go 0 for 2 against KU and, uh, and Kelvin and the Cougars. 
Well, there's a, there are many other formulas, and one of the formulas to get to eight is to sweep Oklahoma State. And, again, you got to win this game tomorrow night. You have to go to Stillwater and win. That's never easy, even with Oklahoma State at 2-8 and eight in the league. But you do that, then you protect the home floor against Cincinnati. There's your eight right there. So there are a lot of ways the Sooners could get there. Uh, but beating Oklahoma State at least once, at least once, has to be part of that equation. So tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, going to be an emotional night again. Uh, it certainly was against BYU earlier in the week. But uh, I think for Bedlam and, uh, you know, with what they're doing as a tribute to Toby, it is going to be emotional again. And, uh, you know, you're going to see some Sooner and Cowboy fans together in a sing-along uh, for Toby Keith, I think. Uh, at this game tomorrow night. By the way, the Porter Clips are Ortho Central uh, Clips of the Day. Ortho Central, another great sponsor. They've had their clinics in the uh, Norman area and in Midwest City for a long time now. Great reputation. They're also serving the Tri-City area with Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard as well. Their full-service clinics do a great job treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Super Bowl 58, 5.30 Sunday on CBS. Reba singing the national anthem, Usher at halftime. Uh, all those prop bets are out there. How much FaceTime will Taylor Swift get? To me, it all depends on is it, you know, from the kickoff to the end of the game or, you know, is it her walk-in, all that stuff. I don't know. But she's going to get some airtime. There's no doubt about that, particularly if Travis Kelsey has a great game. Um, what are you thinking about this matchup? I, You know, I don't really – I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I think we're going to have a pretty darn good game. And, you know, what if Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl? What a story that would be, it too. Would, it would instantly become – one of the coolest underdog stories in the history of professional football. And I get that Brock Purdy has a good team around him. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm not saying he himself has elevated San Francisco to where they are today. But you cannot look at what Brock Purdy has done over the last two years and give him credit for drastically outperforming even the loftiest of expectations when he came into the league as the very last pick of the draft. So, it's been cool to watch per- Brock Purdy's evolution as a quarterback. It's been cool to see him take the Niners on this magical run to the doorstep of a Super Bowl title. And I think they have what it takes to get it done on Sunday. I, I don't know whether I'm necessarily ready to lock in my pick, but I think Purdy and the Niners are certainly going to hang with the Chiefs and have all of the pieces where it's easy, especially if – they can establish the pace of the game early, or you can foresee them pulling the upset. Who is the greatest Mr. Irrelevant of all time? Would it be Ryan Suckup? I think that's like the only name I remember, and he was a freaking punter. I think it's already Brock Purdy. Well, before, yeah, Brock Purdy is now, yes, no doubt. But when you look at, was there anybody else? I'm sure there have been a couple of them who played in Super Bowls. I didn't go ahead and Google it up. But, yeah, it would be an amazing story. There's no doubt, no doubt about it. And he's got to get some of the credit. Look, I'm not putting him in these guys' class, but guess who else had great talent around them? Troy Aikman had Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, a great offensive line. What did Terry Bradshaw have? He was a former number one pick, too. Louisiana Tech, like Troy at UCLA, formerly OU, and then UCLA. But he had Lynn Swan and John Stallworth. 
you know, all those Hall of Famers, the Steel Curtain, I mean, they were everywhere. You know, that was well before free agency became a thing. But still, most Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks have some pretty good players around them. So uh, I like the Chiefs in a close game. I just hope it's a good, entertaining game. We don't have really these Super Bowl blowouts that we used to have a long time ago. We thought, oh, man, the Super Bowl is going to stink. It always does. I think the last one we had was really would have been that Seattle-Denver game, right? Everything else has been pretty darn good. All right, we're here at Riverwind, and uh, always happy to be out here. Let's take a break. We're going to come back with a dumbass clip of the week. I'm also going to play a short segment from uh, the T-Row in the Morning Show this morning because it was Joe Castiglione who set up this guy that does the Lou Holtz impression when he came on. He used to be on their show a long time ago and surprised him this morning. Pretty good stuff, and I want to get your uh, grade on the impression when we get back. So, all that coming up next right here on The Ref. We are back here at Riverwind. Appreciate everybody out here. Always so hospitable. And uh, they've got so many great promotions and things to talk about all the time. And make it pretty easy for you out here. Shout out to Justin Yohola, the uh, great GM, to uh, Reed, Christy, Alicia, everybody. Uh, Colin, who was with, uh, with us before he went on to uh, Windstar, Marcy. Uh, great people out here at Riverwind. Uh, promotions are always awesome. And uh, just always have a great time out here at Riverwind Casino. Okay, uh, why don't we play the dumbass clip of the week first. I was kind of digging for one, but I thought, you know, I was talking to Tyler McComas, and uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we could play that. Uh, so we're going to give the Dumbass Clip of the Week award to Matt Barry of ESPN. I think normally he does a pretty good job in his anchor role. But here's what he said recently about one of the Sooner program's biggest rivals in football. Well, any sport they play, but particularly football. And uh, you'll hear it right here in the Dumbass Clip of the Week. You're a stupid dumbass. <laughs> I think Texas is headed to a spot where they just had to believe recruits, college football, and, and the public had to believe that Sark could get it done at Texas. They needed proof that someone could get it done again at Texas. The proof is there. I think you were going into another golden era of Texas football. I think you're going to enter a window of dominance for the Texas Longhorns. Whoa! <laughs> Shut up, dumbass. <clears throat> What a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> there you go. Now, you know, initially in that soundbite, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not a bad point there. Yeah, I kind of agree. And in this era of dominance, a new golden age of Texas football, are you ready to make that late Parker Thune? No, Steely. Needless to say, I am not willing to acknowledge the possibility that Texas could be entering a golden age in the sport of football for a multitude of reasons. But I just it never ceases to amaze me the hype that the national media machine can pump into Texas football the second there is anything good to feel optimistic about. Anything. Yeah, and I, you know what happens, Parker? I think that you you look at all uh, the recruits in the state of Texas, the size of the state, uh, you know, and all the money that Texas has, 
And, you know, a decent history. Some people would argue they're not a blue blood. I still think they are. Uh, you know, but at, at the same time, it's like we always think, man, Texas should be great. So, okay, they just started winning again. Here we go. Um, but I don't know. Look, got to give Sark credit this year. Oklahoma beat them in Dallas, but they still got to the playoff. They're a year, you know, ahead of Oklahoma uh, because of what Muleshoe did in their development. But uh, the Sooners are right there, and they're recruiting, you know, uh, right there with Texas too and winning a lot of battles still with Texas. But I think people just expect that Texas should be great. So, okay, it's, now it's the time for a lot of people, at least nationally, kind of feel that way. Well, and I, this question was raised by a listener earlier this week when we first played that soundbite, but I think it bears repeating. When was the first golden age of Texas football? Like, has Texas ever been a dominant program before? Sure, they've had championship seasons. They've had periods of time where they were among the nationally elite in the sport of football. But what, what constitutes a golden era or a golden age? Is I it- mean, they had a couple championships with Dare Royal in the 60s. Obviously, they played in the game of the century. They won, won that game with Arkansas. But I don't know. what What is the golden era? Bud, you know, you can look at Oklahoma and you can say Bud's 50s, that's a golden era. They won three. Texas won two in the 60s when, uh, you know, uh, his former player, Daryl Royal, started having a lot of success against Bud. Then Bud was, uh, you know, he was out of there in, what, 1963, I believe it was. But um, I don't know. It, Texas fascinates me because I think that's why you get a lot of the horns down, too, is because people get tired of seeing them overhyped year after year after year after year. So that's Matt Berry with his take on Texas. All right. Um, Let's do this. It's Friday. Let's party and uh, have a little fun. We'll have my uncle's segment coming up next hour. By the way, we've got our buddy Brandon Drum coming up at 135 on the Riverwind Casino hotline. But I thought this was interesting because T-Row, TJ, T-Row in the morning show, 20th anniversary of that show. They had their celebration today at Neighborhood Jam. Joe Castiglione comes on, and Joe C. says, I, I got a surprise for you in the next segment. And this guy had done this for a while on their show back in the day, and he came on uh, with him. I want to get your thoughts on his Lou Holtz as uh, Joe C. got Lou Holtz, Dr. Holtz, to come on this morning with Toby and TJ. And uh, I believe he's there. Dr. Lou, can you hear us, Dr. Lou? Oh, my. Lou Holtz, Coach Holtz, everybody. To you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary, Tobin, CJ. Happy anniversary to you. And Father Cousin, Bill, and Oh, my We haven't gosh. heard from Coach Lou in years. What a flashback. <laughs> this is Coach Lou, a staple of our show for many years, but we haven't heard from him. What, a, what an honor it is to be joined by you today, Coach. Hey, the honor's all mine, Tobin. It's, it's amazing that they've let you do this job for 20 years. And speaking of doing a job, Joe Castiglio, how's, how's retirement treating you? <laughs> I think we're all going out together. <laughs> I 
I see that. I, I cannot believe that Joe Castiglione is still that sex director. I, I didn't think it was possible for somebody to be at one university for that long. It's amazing. <laughs> he truly is the best AD in the country. You, you didn't yeah. last very long. You, you did well where you were, but you kept hopping around. Well, you know, I tend to get myself in a bit of a kerfuffle every once in a while when I open my mouth. <laughs> I can't change my feathers, Joe. Oh, my gosh. He's the absolute best. Well, what are you up to these days, Lou? He's starting fights. I mean, he's been in fights with a Michigan and a bunch of programs here lately. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I like to pick fights because the football coach is in the big set. I won't talk to big boy Ryan Jay or anything like that. <laughs> oh, it's Ohio State. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm just you know, doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, uh, you know, trying to stay out of the limelight as much as I can. But, you know me, I, I got to find a camera every once in a while and keep my name relevant and keep it up in, in front of the in front of people's memory. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being a part of our show for so many years and for taking the time to uh, visit with us today. You've, you've kept in contact with Dr. Lou it's for unbelievable. all Yeah, all the time. You know, he's... Uh, you never know when you're going to need to hire a football coach, I guess. You've got to keep in touch with everyone. We've actually been arguing with him lately. You know, he claimed that he uh, uh, bought the copyright to play like a champion. That's right. So, yeah. wait a minute now. <laughs> That's right. Let's hold on there. One second. Don't go there again. It's too early in the morning to get me all fired up. My blood pressure is already high as it is. I don't start that argument again. Uh, you're the best, Dr. Lou. Thank you for calling us. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Congratulations again, Tubbs and TJ. Here's to 20 more years. What do you think, Parker? Not bad, huh? <laughs> That's a pretty, pretty good. good Lou impression. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I love how Joe C. brings up the uh, play like a champion deal. That was oh, great. Of Joe played it great, too. Joe C., what a champion he is. All right, we got a break right here at Riverwind Casino. It is a Friday. Uh, why don't we get to some texts when we get back? 405-651-3439. Anything you want to talk about? Super Bowl prediction? You know, Sooner Sports, Bedlam tomorrow night. How about the ladies yesterday, 13 to nothing over Utah Valley. The freshman sensation, Cassidy Pickering, first A.B. in a real game, Grand Slam. And then they beat Duke uh, later in the day, three zip. Washington tonight at 8.30. Be right back. We are back here at Riverwind Casino. They do give it away, give it away, give it away now. And a bunch here at Riverwind, including tonight. Come on out and uh, win your share of 80K in cash and bonus play in the 80K Leap Into Love promotional drawings. Tomorrow night we've got the first of two February hot seat drawings in the 60K Cupid's Mad Dash promotion. And uh, always something happening here at Riverwind Casino. They are awesome, and they have a big announcement coming up Monday morning, so get ready. Monday, Monday, can't trust that day. That was the mamas and the papas. Trust that it's going to be a big announcement this coming Monday. It, it's going to be pretty, pretty big. All right, 405-579-3113 for Lasher Home Comfort Systems, our first hour sponsor. We appreciate them very much. Those new NFL machines they have out here, by the way, they put in, they're nice. I just saw those. Really cool. My man Reed's over there 
checking those out, and they are awesome. All right. Um, we also have the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405 405- 651-3439. So let's do it, Parker. Let's get there. Zane in Tulsa said, Parker, you called the Niners winning an upset. Interesting. Yeah, I think it would be for many reasons, right? You have Mr. Irrelevant going up against almost inarguably the greatest quarterback of this generation, or I should say of his generation in Patrick Mahomes. Moreover, the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls in the last four years, and the Niners haven't won one in, what, upwards of a quarter century at this point. So I think for a lot of reasons, yes, the Niners winning on Sunday would be one that gets categorized as an upset. Uh, The Matt Berry comments on the Mm. University of Texas, naturally, uh, that led to a lot of kickback on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. A listener in the 713 did say, you do have to tip your hat to Sark. He has the culture at Texas, the best it's been in 15 years. That's always been their issue. Is it at the level to win championships? Not sure, but I think they can and will compete. Yeah, and well, the bottom line is this. I mean, you're just a total 100% Sooner homer, and a lot of people like to be that on social media because it gets some clicks and it gets some likes and everything. I get that. But you, you do have to give him some credit for what he's done. Look. You know, first couple years, we're kind of thinking, hmm, you know, kind of looks like the same old Texas. Um, but, again, they did get to the playoff, and it does appear like, uh, you know, they're, they're certainly moving in a positive direction. But in terms of this golden era and a new, you know, uh, era of dominance for Texas, uh, it loses me with that for right now. I read this text from Deer Creek sooner, and I can't help but hear it in Donald Trump's voice. UT hype's always about views and clicks. Big market, maybe the biggest. And that is, there's some truth in that, too. People play to the Texas market because it is such a sizable fan base and such a sizable state. And I, look, maybe it sounds like a conspiracy theory. I'm not sure. But part of being in media, right, is you have to cover the topics that people want to hear about and that the most people want to hear about. And so naturally, I think the coverage, at least on a national scale, is going to be bent towards the programs with huge fan bases. And Texas is certainly one such program. Now, yeah, I, look, we, we make plenty of jokes about it. Oh, every single year, you can set your watch to it. Here comes the Texas hype again. But... I will say this, is it quite what somebody like Matt Berry is making it out to be as far as the future of Texas football? I'm not there, but there is a bit more justification for the Texas hype now that they've actually gone and had a highly successful season and made the college football playoff, right? You understand the Texas hype a little bit more than you did, say, after the 2021 season when they finished 5-7. and Yeah, it's interesting, and you're right, you know, uh, People know how to rile up a fan base, and Missouri fans are doing it. You know, Texas always, you know, they, they're getting it from a lot of fan bases, certainly Sooner fans. But, you know, it's a little bit also like with the way social media is now, the, the battle between an NIL money culture and the culture of building a culture in a locker room that has NIL but isn't totally based on NIL. On, on NIL. And making sure that the team still comes first before me getting mine first. And in social media, with journalism now, uh, because so much of it is digital and it's 
certainly it's going to be that way. Newspapers are still dying everywhere. But it's more about, it's not about the quality of journalism for so many people out there or writing or broadcasting. It's about how can I get the most attention, which has really made society, in my opinion, pretty sad and pathetic. And you can see with each tweet who is the egomaniac or if it's a really big, uh, you know, someone, you know, whether how, who they're trying to rile up, you can see. Look back at their tweets. How many times are, are they in 9 million pictures? It's, it's like that meme again. And look, people put pictures on social media. I'm talking about all the time. All the time. And it's like that meme, get in there and make it about you, right? <laughs> Which is one of my favorites because... That is, I see so many of those, and I'm like, man, I want to use that meme, but, you know, then uh, I better not. But it's, I don't know, there's a war going on there, too, because uh, quality journalism in many ways is dying because so many people just want the clicks for ads, and that's it. But I don't see it turning around, unfortunately. All right, uh, do we have time to sneak one more in real quick? Uh... I was just going to add this, and I'm sure we will talk about it more as the football season draws near, but we haven't. what we haven't mentioned a ton with regard to Texas football is that they've got some tough matchups on that schedule next year. They've got some very winnable ones, but they got to go to Ann Arbor to play the defending national champions in week two. And then the week, or I'm sorry, yeah, the week after they play Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl, Steely, they host Georgia. So... They're going to yeah. get their welcome to the SEC moment just as Oklahoma will next season. No doubt. All right, break time. We're here at Riverwind on a Friday, and uh, everybody's uh, working for the weekend. Lover Boy told us, I know you're working for the weekend. Get out of here and win your share of uh, a bunch of cash and bonus play here at Riverwind Casino this weekend. Thank you to Lasher Home Comfort Systems for uh, sponsoring our first hour. Got a lot more. My uncle, Brandon Drum, and more coming up next hour. Keep it here. Talking to you from Riverwind today. And want to let you know the 1 o'clock hour is brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. Locally owned and operated in Norman and Edmond. They also serve Shawnee, Yukon, and Mustang. BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405 473-8028. Black Thunder Roofing is your local roofer. Angie's List Super Service Award winner four times. Not once, not twice, not three times. Four times. Black Thunder Roofing can do it all. A a one-stop shop for customers looking for one contractor. BlackThunderRoofing.com. And again, 405-473-8028. Thank you to Black Thunder Roofing here at Riverwind Casino. Great place to be any night, but Friday nights are special. We've got the uh, drawing for the 80K Leap Into Love promotion. We've got the uh, hot seat drawings coming up tomorrow night for the 60K Cupid's Mad Dash. They've got this NFL machine over here. The new one is pretty pretty awesome. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday uh, be a lot of fun out here. You can come to Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. There are TVs everywhere. The food court now has a great TV setup all around the food court. 
uh, it is big time here at Riverwind Casino. And next up, concert-wise, it will be Scotty McCreary at the Showplace Theater Friday, February 23rd in March. Comedy is the headline. Jay Leno, Friday, March 15th. Jim Gaffigan on a Saturday night, March 23rd in April. The Singing Cowboy, if you watch Yellowstone, you know who Ryan uh, Bingham is and his character. Uh, he will be here Friday, April 19th. Kip Moore on a Saturday, April 20th, the very next night. In May, Chelsea Handler will be here Friday, May 3rd, and Brantley Gilbert on a Friday night, May 10th, at the Showplace Theater. Tickets at Riverwind.com, or you can get those at the Casino Box Office. Always love being out here at Riverwind. Okay. Um, Steely. Yes. Breaking news. Uh, breaking news here on Steel Man and Thune. Uh, some breaking news from the world of college football. Let's just say I told you that a Big Ten program hired another Big Ten head coach to be their offensive coordinator. Who do you think hired whom? Is this involved Chip Kelly? This does indeed involve Chip Kelly who it appears is going to be the next OC at Ohio State, replacing, of course, the recently departed Bill O'Brien, who was on staff with the Buckeyes for all of 10 minutes before leaving to go be Boston College's new head coach. Now, what about the uh, ramifications for UCLA? Is there anything that stretches to the Oklahoma staff, any connection there? That you can take up? Uh, well, it depends on who the next head coach is, right? Like, I yeah, I don't know who UCLA is going to target. You would figure it almost has to be somebody with some ties out on the West Coast offhand. Like, there's How about the uh, D.C. who just went to USC? Bring him back <laughs> and make Mule Shoes life miserable. Would that not be hilarious? Oh, man. Yeah, that's what I want. I want DeAnton Lynn to be the next make head coach it happen. UCLA. Make it happen, football gods. Please make it happen. That would be so great. I'd love it. So, yeah, man, uh, it is – I'm going to tell you a little bit, honestly, uh, I have most of my faculties about me. And, again, people say, dude, you're not old, 60. It's it's more of the mental stuff that I think we've been through with parents and Shay's stuff that she's got going on. And she's doing she's doing okay with everything she's got. But at the same time, I think mentally you just get a little bit worn down sometimes. So I may be 60, but there are days where I feel 80. And one of the things, again, that is most challenging is all the college football changes and things that happen because, you know, uh, I don't have the time to sit on my ass and look at, you know, X and Twitter and all that stuff all day. I mean, I do as best I can. I have notifications. I think where, you know, that news is going to pop. But sometimes it just feels like your head might explode. But, uh, yeah, that news just came out about Chip Kelly. How about that, man? I wonder, I mean, could, how much Ohio State's going to be paying him, what, two and a half, three mil or more to be their OC? I mean, how much was yeah. Chip Kelly making at UCLA? Yeah, I, I bet you he probably took a pay cut because – he was, he was a dead man walking at UCLA. There was talk of firing him after the 2023 season ended. and Then they in, went and beat USC. In all likelihood, in all likelihood, he was not making it past 2024, maybe even not making it to the end of the season. So I would figure he understood the writing was on the wall for him at UCLA, 
and this was a very covetable off-ramp, all things considered, because rarely do you have a recourse as a fired head coach uh, to go be the offensive coordinator at such a place as Ohio State University. So it works out very nicely for Chip Kelly, I think, regardless of what the payday is. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, you know, particularly playing a, a new schedule in the Big Ten Conference that would be tougher, clearly. Uh, so probably a wise move by uh, by Chip Kelly, and that takes a little heat off Ryan Day too, right? I mean, a lot of heat off Ryan Day. Does it? I mean, if, if Chip Kelly succeeds, yes, I guess. But is Chip Kelly a guru? He was at one point. Is he now? Chip Kelly has lost a lot of luster as an offensive mind. And, you know, he was, to, to his credit, there was a time where Kelly was regarded as one of the more innovative and forward-thinking offensive minds no doubt. in the game. But the game has caught up to him. And <laughs> there came a point at which it seemed like his his entire philosophy and the novelty of it just kind of stagnated. Like, Defensive coordinators figured out how to curtail his offensive game plan, and once they did, man, it it has not been the sexiest of tenures for Chip Kelly at UCLA. I'm kind of astonished that he made it six going on seven years there. I mean, he was named the head coach at UCLA back in 2018, and they have not had great success during his time as their head coach. So the fact that he has lasted this long – in the day and age of college football in which we live, where coaches are constantly on the chopping block if they're not winning, uh, again, I think he realized as well as anybody that he overstayed his welcome out in L.A. Yeah. Uh, it be interesting to see what names surface there and uh, what happens because you're right, Parker. With any job, you think, okay, who they hired, do they have any connections to, you know, like the Oklahoma staff or if you're an OSU fan out there? You know, you're worried a little bit about that, too, because things change so quickly in college football. And if you can keep a coaching staff together in this day and age, and if you're succeeding, you're always going to have, just like Bob Stoops, man, first year, they win seven games. Uh, Mike Leach is off, you know, to uh, to Texas Tech and ends up being maybe the greatest coach there. Spike Dykes is in the argument, but, uh, you know, he did an outstanding job there, and it's it just happens that way. Um, so we'll see what happens uh, in terms of what UCLA is going to do with Chip Kelly now going to Ohio State. All right, tomorrow night, LNC, OUOSU, Bedlam Basketball, 6 o'clock, ESPN+. Plus. Sooners just had the big win over BYU. But And can you pull up, by the way, the uh, Bob Stoops clip for today? Happily. Thank you, thank you, thank you, because uh, it's going to be a, a – Celebration of Toby Keith. They certainly had, uh, you saw some red solo cups at the LNC, you know, for the BYU game the other night. But these are going to be at the concession stands. Every beverage you get, it is going to be a red solo cup. All right. And then uh, they're going to have Toby Keith's music again throughout, you know, every break, before the game, after the game. Sing along, raise your cup. It's going to be a very festive atmosphere as uh, the Sooners celebrate, again, the life of one of the most beloved Sooner fans and country music artists of all time, the one and only Toby Keith. We lost him way too young at 62 earlier in the week, and there's been a pall all over the state of Oklahoma 
and certainly in the more Norman, you know, this area, uh, with his passing, he did so much for so many, not just with his music, but giving back, philanthropy, all of that stuff. Uh, well loved, you know, by so many people in this area. Bob Stoops, good buddy of Toby's, obviously. And uh, all these stories we saw, you know, you saw the video. We were talking about Oklahoma State fans. Man, they love Toby Keith also. They love his music. Should have been a cowboy. And you saw the video last year after Bedlam basketball where Toby Keith and Coach Switzer were out there. They are at Eskimo Joe's. Toby's, you know, leading a sing-along. Later in the night, they migrate over to Georgia Stables, and you've got uh, Toby Keith, you know, singing karaoke and, um, so again, that's the kind of guy that Toby Keith was. Bob Stoops on the rush the other day said, yeah, he was, he was present many times for many of those, uh, Toby Keith sing-alongs. Anytime you were out with Toby, it usually wasn't a matter of, was he going to get up and sing? It was just, when is he going to get up and sing? And it didn't matter what the joint was, who the guy was singing. Didn't matter what genre he was singing. Toby could sing it, you know. Big T could, he could sing, uh, you know, the blues, rock and roll, whatever it was. I mean, I've seen him, I don't know, umpteen times with Sammy Hagar uh, down at Cabo Wabo, and, I mean, he fits right in. So, anyway, uh, no, that was him. He, that was his joy. He, he loved to entertain, loved to sing. And, like I say, he's so talented. He knew the lyrics to everything, to any, any song you could pull up. And, uh, you know, and he, he got a lot of joy out of it, you know, just being out there with anybody that, that, that might be, you know, out there singing. And, and uh, he had that way about him. He was always, whoever it was, they were always glad to have him join in. There you go. Bob Stoops on the rush from uh, yesterday right here on The Rep. We are here at Riverwind Casino. By the way, the, uh, the OU women are on the road Tomorrow night, 6 o'clock ESPN Plus, same time as the men's game. Jenny Baranchek and company, seven games straight in the win column. They have also won 10 of their last 11. They're up to number 24 in the country. We'll see if they can get it done at Hilton Coliseum uh, coming up tomorrow night as well. And the OU women's softball team, 2-0 start. Uh, Run ruled uh, Utah Valley in the opener, and then they beat Duke, a, a top 10, top 11 team, depending on the poll you're looking at. Three nothing behind Kelly Maxwell on the uh, in the circle for the uh, the Sooners and Patty Gasso, and they will play Washington tonight, eight thirty. Washington run ruled Nebraska. Jordy Ball went two and a third innings, left with an injury, did incur the loss uh, in that matchup with Washington. So another really good big time matchup tonight. By the way, you can hear that matchup tonight, eight thirty from Puerto Vallarta. OU in Washington on 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, or on the KREF app. Break time. T-Row in the morning show, 20-year anniversary today. Earlier today, right here on the ref from Neighborhood Jam, my uncle called in to congratulate them. Is that what he did? Maybe. You'll have to listen for yourself and decide. We'll have that for you next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we are here at Riverwind. Love being out here. You know, as we age, uh, it's coming for all of us. I know uh, Parker Thune is still a young uh, whippersnapper right now, but maybe 
one day down the road he's going to have to worry about the possibility of cataract surgery because it always catches up with us. And uh, when you talk about that, it's not about just restoring your eyesight. It's really about uh, making sure you have a great quality of life. So when it's time for a decision uh, regarding cataract surgery, you really have one big decision to make that can affect your vision for the rest of your life. And that choice is between a standard lens, which many times will still require you to rely on those reading glasses, or you can get a premium lens. The leading choices that can provide crystal clear vision like panoptics, vividity, or a light adjustable lens, they will give you the freedom from glasses. So, if you want to see far and you want to see near, you know where to go. You have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center with the one and only best in the business, Dr. B, uh, Dr. Bellardo and his staff. They're awesome. Okay, so earlier... This morning again, I'm sure a lot of you uh, listened in this morning. Just in case you didn't, um, my uncle came on, and uh, I think he was the yeah he was the first guest out of the box today to talk to uh, Toby and TJ. It was the 20 year anniversary of the uh, T Row in the Morning Show. They had uh, many more, much more notable guests later, but you know you start at the very bottom. You start at the bottom, now we're here like Drake. So they started at the bottom this morning uh, with my uncle when he came on to congratulate them. Here's how it went down. Our first special guest is joining us on the line right now, uh, another Hall of Famer, the great uncle. Good morning, uncle. Friends, suitors, countrymen, I come to praise these two, not bury them. But let me bury them just a little bit before I praise them. All right. I can't believe you two bozos have made it together 20 years. Gee, many Christmas. I can't either. <laughs> T-Row, if my broadcast partner took that many vacations, <laughs> I'd stand there and block the door. This is a myth. He takes more than I do. I would stand there at the door there at the station and say, you ain't going nowhere, pal, until you get past me. <laughs> and then I'd hit him harder than Perry on Winfrey hit Brock Purdy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that would put an end to all those elaborate vacations pronto. DJ yeah. Perry making the poor great dykes of the world work over the holidays. While he sits on the beach <laughs> on some tropical island sipping my time. That's true. Yeah. Those poor rep employees. Every year, holidays about to be ruined by Scrooge Perry again. <laughs> hey, you know what I just what? did uh, this week, Uncle? Booked this year's trip. It's booked. Imagine um, that. Yeah. I'm unbelievable. Imagine that. Yeah, what a. Wonderful teammate. Kiro, you lied about him in Boyd Street Magazine, and you know it. (laughs) Uh, DJ, I will say this for you, all right, while you selfishly make your teammates do all the heavy lifting during the holidays, you have to put up with some T-Row BS, too, all right? That's true. Thank you. That man is the voice. The boys of the Oklahoma Sooners. Greatest college football program in history, right? 
no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Right, that's true. And he's out there wandering around, picking up loose change <laughs> like some lost senior citizen <laughs> in need of a silver alert. <laughs> Pathetic. That's true, yeah. T-Row. More like Skid Row, if you ask me, Rowan. Jeez. <laughs> I got a, I got a yeah, grandbaby I, on the way now. I got a lot to support right now. Congratulations, baby. All right. Now, I I throw away pennies, nickels, and dimes at my house, T-Row. That's how wealthy I am. You can come over here and I throw them to you. Yeah. I tell you where my place is, but that's a matter of national security. I understand. All right? I understand. Yeah. I, I do appreciate you, too. For the hard-hitting, big-time journalism that you do, though, I will say that. Asking us the compelling questions every day, like beans or no beans and chili. Right. (laughs) Who'd win a fight, a tiger or an alligator? (laughs) Coupons or coupons? Right. Pimento teas, tremendous or terrible? Tremendous. Couple regular... Couple of regular Edward R. Murrow award winners there, <laughs> let me tell you. Jeez. Thank now, you. Just give us the recruiting updates and tell us who's visiting this weekend, will you? You couple of nincompoops, jeez. We've got, we've got other people to do that we all day long. about yeah. football. Mm. Before I get out of here, my plan, I wanted to tell Sooner Nation, I'm, I'm going to be taking care of business. I'm going to watch Bedlam on Saturday. And then I'm going to head all over, on over to Columbia, Missouri. I'm going to go there to kick some mid-zoo asses. I'm Just going because? to tie. I'm going to tie one hand behind my back and still kick all their asses. Those mid-zoo morons were talking smack on social media. And then I'm going to stand over all of them and yell. How do you like me now? Yeah, I'm like great it. Toby Keith, baby. I like In it. Honor. I can't talk about it right now. I, I do want my new open music to be How Do You Like Me Now from here on out. Oh, change in music. All right. Make that adjustment. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. All right. And in parting, guys, despite the too many vacations, and ridiculous coin scavenging. <laughs> Men, you do a great job. Whatever the f- <laughs> it is you do. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Uncle. You. Thank that's, you. A, that's another TK tip of the cap right yes. there. I think that's what he told Stephen Colbert that's back right. in the day. So, yeah. uh, thank you. Wow. How about that? There you go, Parker. If you're available after Bedlam, you get to uh, jump in uh, Uncle's road trip to Columbia this weekend if you want. Nah, and the Zoo probably... fans love you there, right? Oh man, that's that's a. Ro- <laughs> I can just imagine my face is probably on billboards up there. If you see this man, call Columbia PD. So, who are your uh, who is the Rushmore of the fan bases that have had it with Parker Thune? Mid Mid Zoo is number one right now. Yeah, it's really right? not even close. Notre Dame fans and I had our differences for a while, but then Peyton Bowen signed with Oklahoma, so all of that kind of became water under the bridge at a certain point. Okay, so it's 
It's Missouri in a landslide right now. Missouri, Missouri in a landslide, landslide by far. The earth needs to get back on its axis and uh, have Missouri become the Missouri they've been pretty much forever. Mid-zoo. But we'll see. We'll see. Sooners, uh, I wonder, fiasco, you fans, right now, which game would you rather win next year? The Cotton Bowl or Columbia, if you could only choose one? Which one would it be? Yeah, maybe that's a question for early next week. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. When we get back, Brandon Drum joins us. Our friend, Parker's colleague from OU Insider, that's next here on The Ref. Brandon Drum joining us here on the Riverwind Casino Hotline on this Friday. And, uh, Brandon, before we jump into uh, some recruiting stuff, uh, just want to get your thoughts on uh, Toby Keith. I'm sure there were some interactions uh, as long as you've been covering uh, Sooner Sports now for a while. Uh, Obviously, this has been an emotional week for uh, Sooner fans and obviously country music fans around the world, but just uh, any memories of toby stick out for you uh yeah i mean he was always super super nice um particularly on the sidelines uh, and you know the, the the one thing i thought was really neat i thought it was neat for y'all's radio station uh he was big ou insider big k-ref fans and he made that known particularly to people um which i thought was really cool um, and flattering, to be honest, because somebody like him to not not so much like your product and what you put out there, but to be a avid listener, reader, watcher of everything, you know, the, the radio station does and what OU Insider does, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, but the the one thing that stood out to me was, how gracious and nice he was at um, Bob Stoops' retirement. Uh, obviously, he did a concert that night. Uh, my, my uncle just so happens to be a decent donor, and we had Adrian Peterson at our table that night. And it was kind of a birthday present to me. And this was long before. And this was a little before, probably several months before I started working at OU Insider. Um, because my, you know, uncle knew I was a big Adrian Peterson guy and thought he was the greatest running back of all time. So he surprised me by having him at our table. Uh, and, you know, it. Toby walked around. He was saying hello to everybody. He didn't exclude just Adrian at the table. He talked to everybody, and I thought that was a really, really cool deal. Like, he didn't know us from Adam, right? And just to to be that open and to be that nice at that point in time uh, was just really cool uh, and just shows you just how of the people he was. And I think that's what is so endearing about him uh, and what makes everybody love him is because he was just an everyman. And that, that to this day will be his lasting legacy, along with the fact that me being a vet, I loved how he was so patriotic, how he's so giving to the military with his time, um, you know, just to, just to do what he did for everybody that served. So 
uh, all in all, just a great human being, a great American, uh, and just a person that the world just got worse because he's not on the, on this earth anymore. Yeah, certainly a loss that hit the state of Oklahoma hard this week and will continue to as the Sooners prepare to honor him at the Lloyd Noble Center tomorrow night. No doubt uh, there will be some shared reverence for the legacy of Toby Keith between mm-hmm. Oklahoma fans and Oklahoma State fans as well. But, Brandon, as we turn our attention to the recruiting trail, uh, thoughts, comments, opinions on the Sooners' newest commitment, the addition of four-star 2025 offensive tackle Ryan Foje this past weekend? I mean, look, one, I think it's, it started to leak that that was going to come out, right? But at the same time, it was a surprise. Like, no, Parker, you and I talked on the phone earlier that day, and we're like, do you think we need to have something prepared just in case on this player, this player? Like, no, I don't think there's going to be anything coming out of this. This junior day, the one that we thought was the previous week that we thought there was going to be some – you know, there's a few players that we thought Oklahoma might be able to crack. And, and you know – Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but it hasn't come public, right, uh, with that previous junior day. Well, this one, we didn't think much of it. And here comes Ryan Foje, and he announces, and, and everybody kind of looked at him to begin with, like, why isn't he ranked? Well, Rivals is in the midst of doing their 2025 rankings still and and trying to get all the stars out that they can possibly get. And he was on the docket, ironically, up to that point, and – Got his fourth star soon after he committed to the University of Oklahoma. So uh, he's a really good player. He's a a strong offensive lineman. He's more of a mauler. He's he's got you know a very high upside. He's a player that I think can continue to move up in the rankings. Uh, he's got Jonte Newman on the other side of him uh, down there at Bridgeland in Cyprus, and both those guys make that offensive line one of the better ones in the state of Texas. So. Um, I think it was shocking to people, not just because nobody saw it coming, but number two, the fact that he comes from such a strong Texas and Texas A&M area that it's really hard to get people out of that region if you're Oklahoma or any other schools. So uh, to pull that off, and I do know that Jontae Newman likes Oklahoma a ton. I talked to his father when he was at camp, and that's his teammate, Foji's teammate, obviously. Um, and it's somebody that Oklahoma's pushing hard for as well. So uh, Newman got an offer that day. He was one of the most dominant, if not the most dominant, offensive lineman that day at the OU camp last summer. So uh, if Oklahoma can pull those teammates, you know, they may have one more spot, maybe two spots. And I think right then and there, they can just go all in on Fasusi and Rogers and call it a day if they can get both those guys. Brandon Drum joining us. By the way, I think uh, this regional radio star just got hit on by like a 70-year-old lady, which was very interesting. Ooh, the, uh, the appeal of regional radio stardom <laughs> knows no limits, ladies and gentlemen. Still swinging that heavy bat, are you still? Well, I'm just saying there was a there was a beverage in her hand. And, you know, what are you? doing i'm doing a sports show well you look like quite the sport and it was like i have uh you know what lady i was very nice but i have a wife that is incredibly beautiful and the best so you know get (laughs) out of here with that stuff 
get out of here. But it just shows you the power of regional radio stardom. Okay, uh, Jonah Williams. I was just laughing because I'm like, did that just really happen? Uh, you know, Oklahoma's obviously in a good spot, and it looks like Skip Johnson again might be yeah. – a great closing factor for Oklahoma. But could this end up being a long, drawn-out, one of those frustrating things for OU fans? Because once all these crystal balls and, uh, you know, Will Fong, uh, you know, came out one, with one the other day, that, you know, Parker's talking about this, looks like it makes it maybe a little more difficult for Oklahoma to close the deal, at least early what do you anticipate the recruitment looking like for him? I'm drawn out now. Uh, he particularly did not want it leaked. Uh, we talked to people leading up to that, and Travis Davidson uh, put it up on our board. I put it up on our board, and I don't know you insider, and we had pretty much all the details out long before a lot of other people did because we had started hearing it leak out, right? And one of the main things the sources were saying was, please do not put in a pick. Like, do not do that because he made it very um, very understood to everybody that didn't want a lot of hubbub about it. But at the same time, the kids at Las Vegas battle uh, soon after several of the crystal balls, and he's talking about how Oklahoma's way out there in front of everybody. So, you know, you can't have it both ways if you're the kid sometimes, and they, they, they would like it to. And I totally understand where they come from on this type of stuff where, you know, they, they work their whole lives to get to this point and may want to have their, their moment in the sun, right? And I, it, I totally get it. Um, but if you want that moment in the sun, don't get mad when you tell people, oh, you was way out in front and Ohio City is the only other school that – you were for sure going to take a visit to, you know, those type of things are being said. And that leads people to want to go throw crystal balls in because you're literally telling them that's probably where I'm going to go play. And that buzz that was being heard before the battle Las Vegas took place is true because the kid's almost confirming it. So uh, there is so many things that, are going to make this thing drawn out. It's more or less the kid wanting to prove people wrong, but at the same time he goes out there and says what he says publicly to everybody. So it's kind of a (laughs) double-edged sword for OU right now. Uh, At the end of the day, uh, this thing probably was going to end, you know, by April 1st, you know, at the latest. And I think maybe this thing rolls into May, June, potentially, potentially at this juncture. But, in the end, I still think he ends up at Oklahoma. Like, I, he loves baseball. You look at that baseball program. You look at the football program. Outside of maybe LSU that's recruiting him and Texas, like what other programs have the baseball-football combination of, you know, all-time top ten programs that are going after him? you got Texas, Oklahoma, LSU. Like, those are three of the top, you know, 10, 15 programs all-time in college baseball, and those are the – two schools that have football and baseball combination that is, you know, head and shoulders above everybody else because you don't think of Ohio State, you don't think of Oregon, right? Uh, Texas A&M has been okay throughout the years, not elite like those other three programs. So 
you know, he's looking to be a major league baseball player and NFL guy, those would be the three schools I would look at. Now, Brandon, as it's been mentioned on the text line, this is a question a lot of people have had throughout the week. Oklahoma's got three wide receiver commits, and folks are feeling a little bit antsy. Like, you don't really know who it's going to be, but you almost kind of have the anticipation that fourth spot is going to get claimed pretty soon. Who do you think mm-hmm. claims it? I'm going to pick Royal Capel, Cipolla Steel. Um, teammates, obviously, with Jonathan Hatton, the 2026 running back commit for Oklahoma. He's a four-star. Uh, Royal Capel is a three-star. Hatton's a four-star. And it just feels like that's where this thing's trending. I mean, Royal Capel keeps showing up to Oklahoma. Now, he hasn't committed yet, but he keeps showing up to Oklahoma. And I have long said follow the visits, and when a kid keeps showing up to the same school over and over and over, you kind of get a sense of that's where that one's trending. Now, I think Oklahoma would love to have, obviously, Isaiah Mosey. They would love to have Caleb Cunningham, right? Like, they would love to have those type of guys. But you already have a bunch of top 250 kids committed, and – there's only so many footballs that can be passed around, right, during a game. So I think you may end up with Royal Capel, and he's a guy that I think could end up being a four-star when it's all said and done. Uh, but I, I, I guess, Parker, who, who, do you, who do you feel? Because I, I'm on the Royal Capel bandwagon at this point. Yeah, Royal Capel's committing in July, and so that makes yeah. me wonder, you know, if he's – if he's going to lock this thing in and be Oklahoma's fourth wide receiver take. Having a date set in summer and actually waiting that long are two different things. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If he if he wants to commit publicly in July, well, then obviously if he wants to be yeah, a fourth he's wide receiver there. in Oklahoma's yeah. class, uh, he's going to have to commit privately long before mm-hmm. July. Yeah. be interesting to so see how I, it plays out. Okay, Brandon, we uh, sorry, bud, we just ran yeah, out of good. time, but great insight as usual. We appreciate it, and we will talk again next Friday. All right, thanks, sir. One and only Brandon Drum joining us, OU Insider, on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Let's take a final break right here, come back with some final notes. When will Gordon Hayward play for OKC? Well, we may have an answer. We'll t- talk about that coming up next here on The Ref. All right, we are back here at Riverwind Casino. Thanks to our uh, 1 o'clock hour sponsor as well. I want to thank again uh, Black Thunder Roofing at blackthunderroofing.com, 405-473-8028. Also serving Yukon and Mustang. Black Thunder Roofing is your local roofer. They are uh, an Angie's List Super Service Award winner on four different occasions. They can do it all. They are really a one-stop shop for customers looking for one contractor. Black Thunder Roofing, serving Shawnee, Yukon, and Mustang as well. They're locally operated in Norman and Edmond. BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405-473-8028. So, Parker, LaDonna from Lubbock just showed up. Did you see that? I did see that. I saw the tweet that you tagged me in. How about that right there? Now, I'm trying to look like as big an idiot as possible because I'm going to look like one anyway. So, but, yeah, she showed up. And you know what the first thing she said was she, well, one of the first things, she says she loves listening and uh, super sweet lady. And this kind of touched me. She says, I'm praying for Shay every day. 
How nice is that? You know, that's super cool. She said, I'm praying for Shay every day. And uh, she was just in the area, came by, and uh, as we said, she's spying for Sooner Nation in Lubbock, where uh, we won't have to face that enemy much anymore, but uh, doing great work uh, as a Sooner spy in Lubbock, Texas. Okay, uh, real quick, hey, can we play the uh, Zach Lowe comment? Uh, Zach Lowe, and by the way, because Mark Dagnall came out and say, said the uh, the Thunder, by the way, are going to play the Mavs tomorrow at 2 o'clock. They got the Gordon Hayward deal done yesterday. Uh, and uh, Davis Bertans, Trey Mann, Vasily Micic getting uh, Gordon Hayward, who's had uh, some injury issues. He's been dealing with a calf injury and a, a foot problem. But uh, and hasn't played a whole lot in Charlotte. But um, Mark Dagnall said today that Gordon Hayward would play after the All-Star break. So he will not play in the game uh, tomorrow in Dallas. He will not play in the home game against Sacramento Sunday afternoon. And he will not play in the game next Tuesday at Orlando, but would play for Oklahoma City after the All-Star break. Zach Lowe uh, was a big fan of the Oklahoma City deal. Here's what he had to say about it yesterday. I want to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder because with about 90 minutes left to go, the top of the West minus the Monty Morris move to Minnesota has been pretty quiet and the Thunder just got a player in Gordon Hayward. We'll see what draft compensation they sent out that can close games for them. Perk mentioned Josh Giddy being up and down. Lou Dort's been up and down. Gordon Hayward can play the three, the four. He can shoot. He can work off the dribble. He fills every need the Thunder had. Yes, his health is a big question. I'm told he should be ready to play very soon, if not immediately for Oklahoma City. The Thunder did it. They went out and made a win-now move. Their team has earned this respect from the Thunder front office. They've earned a chance to really go for it. It's not the sexiest move, but it's a big move by their standards. And the top of the West has a contender that fortified itself. Why is Zach Lowe yelling at me? I don't know. He was That was definitely all caps right there, wasn't it? That was like, yes, it was like reading one of Softball Steve's texts. <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, we will see again uh, when it's going to happen. But Mark Dagnall just said uh, not long ago that he'll be playing. It'll be, it won't be until after the All-Star break, So, which is probably a smart move. But I, I do like the move for Oklahoma City. I don't think it's like an earth-shattering move or anything. But I do like him in a closing lineup. And, you know, a lot of times with Giddy out there, somebody, you know, trying – there are teams that are trying to do – one thing more than anything else, and that is get the ball out of Shea Gilgis Alexander's hands. SGA is getting a lot of double teams. There's a guy that can knock down some open shots. He's got good size. Uh, not a very good defender at all, but, uh, you know, he's been around, played in some big games, 34 years old. Uh, you know, Sam Presti does his due diligence. I think this has a chance to be. Really, there's no downside to this, or not much downside anyway. Steely, All right. we are yep. 90 seconds from the weekend. I have to ask you this question from Slim Brady before okay. we call it a week here on The Ref. He asks, Steely, who wins in a fight, Mule Shoe or Drunkwitz? I, I would probably go with uh, Drunkwitz. Size advantage, weight advantage, you know. Uh, 
That would be interesting, though. It might be like a split decision, you know, with a lot of just pawing around in the ring, you know, those kind of fights. And then I'd give a split decision probably to Drinkwitz. What do you think? Uh, it's hard to pick Mule Shoe. It's also hard to pick Drink. I think uh, it might depend on the nature of the fight. Like, are we talking Octagon here? If we're talking Octagon, I'm probably going Drunkwitz because once he gets Mule Shoe on the ground, it's probably over. Yeah. There you go. I'm with you. All right, who you got real quick? I'm going with the Chiefs by a field goal in Super Bowl 58. What say you, Parker Thune? I'm taking the upset. I'm taking the Niners. Everybody's saying, well, the Niners are the favorites in Vegas. I don't care. It's an upset if the Niners win. All right, I'm rooting for a good, solid Super Bowl and really good food. I always root for good food, don't we all? Thank you, Riverwind Casino. Always a pleasure being out here. Teddy will be out here at 3 today. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you.